everybody. Welcome to this episode of Patriot Strong. I'm your host, Courtney Allen. I am thrilled and excited to be joined today by Shemaine Nugent. Um, she is a New York best-selling author of a, a book called Killer House, and we're going to get into that about living a non-toxic life. She also has two other books, Grill It and Kill It, and uh, Married to a Rockstar. Is that right? Well, actually, no. Um, New York Times the bestseller was kill it and grill it. Right. Oh, okay. And just now I just released yesterday a book called killer house. So, and that's a bestseller right. okay. on Amazon, but it's close. <laughs> <Here you go. laughs> I love to write. In fact, I'm already, as soon as I launched yesterday, I'm doing all this. I, I talked to Tricia like pretty much daily. Yeah. She texts back and forth. And I'm, um, she and I are like two peas in a pod and she, that's how I got your contact. But I'm already going, wow, what, what am I going to write next? And right. I've got something completely different planned and I'm excited about it. That's so exciting. I've always wanted to write a book. I just haven't, you know, put pen to paper yet, but it's always, you know, something I think that, um, people who have their, can explain their thoughts better, you know, in writing than verbally. Um, a lot of people can relate to, you know, what you are thinking personally and how you project it onto paper. Um, and, you know, I think that I have a lot to say, a lot that I've experienced, you know, just within the last couple of years that a lot of other moms and parents trying to stand up and fight the system can relate to. So maybe eventually one day. <laughs> you should, because what I've learned is that when I wrote Married to a Rockstar, that was the first book that I wrote. On the back of it, or or somewhere in it, I said, I wrote, if this book can help just one person, then it would be worth it. And that's how I feel about all the books that I've written. It, it really, it's a, you know, you ultimately, unless you're like Ted or some of the other best-selling authors that write, you know, amazing books, 40 books and sell millions and millions of copies, you don't make any money from it. It's a labor of love. Right. But it's also a calling card and it's a way for you to get that information out there. And really, I think our job, our goal as believers is to really encourage other people to speak out and be bold and brave like Esther 414, you know, for perhaps you were born for such a time as this. And a lot of people, you know, they kind of let other people do the talking, let other people do the writing and you know, I, I love what you're doing because you're being bold and brave. You're an Esther. Thank you. And, you know, and it's, it's worth that. It. It's scary putting your neck out there and it's scary standing up for everything or for something that you believe in when nobody else does. But you know, there's an old saying, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Yes. Um, and, you know, that kind of fell into my lap just a really quick backstory. I was in education. I graduated from the University of Cincinnati with a degree in early childhood education. I was a preschool, pre-K, kindergarten teacher for eight years. Um, the uh, company that I worked for two years ago had introduced an LGBT curriculum. And uh, I just remember talking to my director at the time and asking if this was like a serious thing, if it was required to teach, which it was. Um, it's still on the company's website today under their diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, but, you know, this is something that I stood up for and I fought against. I told her, 
you can write me up if you want to. I'm not going to teach somebody else's child about pronouns and transgenderism and sexual preference. You know, that's weird. Um, and it's coming out more and more and more in public schools and all around. They're pushing it and they are coming after our children. So, you know, standing up um, for that meant a lot to me. I had emailed parents. Parents didn't know about it. Um, I ended up getting fired from that school for refusing to vaccinate or test weekly. But, you know, that center is no longer open. And, you know, it just takes one person. Your little ripple can have huge effects. So make your voice loud and stand up for what you believe in, you guys. Absolutely. And Courtney, God bless you for what you did, because we now know we were right. The, those of us who were against the vax, we, we could tell. You know, it was to me, this is all spiritual warfare. There is a fight for not only this country, for the world going on. There's, there's a, this is spiritual warfare and it's a fight of good versus evil. And we could tell there's those of us who have eyes to see, the scales have been removed from our eyes and we can see things that it's amazing to me. Ted and I will shake our head if we do turn on a TV, which we don't anymore now right. that we lost Tucker Carlson. Jesse Waters, though, is good. We like Jesse. But, you know, it's, it's, we're just shaking our head all the time. Do these people uh, that are watching mainstream media actually believe the, the things that they're spewing out? It's going to be interesting to see what is going to happen in the next days, weeks, and months. Because if you're following David Rodriguez or, or Trisha, you know that a lot of people are concerned about what's going on right now. And rightly so I put out a video and I've just, it was funny cause I was in my car and it's on Instagram. You'll notice I had these blue glasses on and everybody commented on the glasses. They were cheapo dime store glasses. So they were, but my dogs are in the back of the car and Ted's driving. And I had been receiving a lot of information about, you know, mm, there's a lot of military movement right. in the U.S. And I just wanted to share with people. I didn't hear it from one source, didn't hear it from two, nor three, nor four, but about half a dozen sources that were all saying the same thing. So yep. I wanted to share it with people. And it, it didn't go viral like millions of views, but I got a lot of views on it and a little bit of negativity like, oh, just, you know, stop your fear mongering. Well, if the, if the newscaster, the, the weather person says, oh, there's a chance of showers today, is that fear mongering or should you just be prepared? You know, right. and I think that's where, you know, I stand and you stand and so many others stand is that we get it now. We can see other people might not have eyes to see or ears to hear as the Bible tells us. But the more that we talk, if you... Courtney, just wake up one person, every show that you do, then what you're doing is worthwhile. Yeah. And thank you for saying that, you know, it's all of these alternative media podcasters, um, you know, who are putting their neck out on the line. They are making a change and they've inspired me, you know, um, before all of this started, I was the most shy uh, you mentioned the Enneagram and 
uh, one of your other interviews, I was a number two. I was a people pleaser. I don't like to uh, have confrontation with people. Um, so whatever anybody else said, I would just kind of go with until, you know, I was put on the front lines and kind of had to speak up because I knew what mainstream media was pushing was a lie. Um, my husband and I traveled to a couple of Trump rallies whenever he was campaigning the first time. And uh, the mainstream media the next day, they would pick apart his speech and kind of spin it into something that he didn't say or didn't mean that way. They would say there was only uh, like 100 people at this, uh, you know, convention, whenever there were thousands. And uh, like, you know, if people only watch mainstream media, then that's the only narrative and the only stories that they're going to hear. And I thought to myself, and I was talking to John, my husband, it's like, how, how can I make a difference? Like, I'm just one person. I'm nobody. But, you know, I've started the podcast. I have gotten to travel all throughout the country to all these Patriot events. I've talked to Clay Clark and General Flynn and Dr. Artis, you know, all of these huge Patriots that never would have been able to happen had I not gotten fired, had I not stood up for uh, what I believed in and put my trust, you know, you just said it was a spiritual warfare, this entire thing, and trusting that God's plan is bigger than, you know, what I had on my lap at that time. Really, it's uh, it's standing for itself now, you know, now I'm talking to you, never in my life would I ever have even dreamt of any of this. So standing up for, you know, what you believe in, and making your voice heard, doing something, you know, local action makes a national impact. It really does, uh, you know, hold strong and true in its meaning. I absolutely agree with everything that you said, because, you know, I want to, for your audience, whoever is listening, if this message is for you, I just feel compelled to share it. But if you are thinking that, eh, I'm just a, a seamstress, I'm just a waitress, I'm just a mechanic, I'm just a whatever, fill in the blank. God has put you exactly where you need to be right now. You could be the person that wakes up somebody who is the next uh, David Rodriguez or Trisha or Courtney, you know, you could be the person watching. You could be the next person who wakes up the person who wakes up millions. So never forget that God put you exactly where you need to be right now. And it's, it's difficult sometimes to just let things happen and try to roll with the punches. And we've been punched a lot lately in the Patriot movement, but I have a, a, I would say a, a calm demeanor about a calm, but excited demeanor about what's going on. A, I guess the better term is sobering. Like I understand the stakes are high. Stakes are high. The child trafficking out there is despicable, deplorable. That's the real deplorable. Right. And everything that they accuse us of, the left, they've actually been doing it. Russia, Russia, Russia. <laughs> now we all know that um, the Biden crime family, the information is coming out, what we were talking about two years ago. And the child trafficking. I mean, this president, Biden, is the trafficker in chief. I, yeah. I, I, I can't even, it boggles my mind that we have a country with the borders so open, so bombastically in disregard for this once sovereign country. And Biden has never been there. 
Neither has our border czar. And meanwhile, patriots are going there. We know what's going on. We see it, but mainstream media isn't reporting it. So God bless you. And maybe, you know, other people who are watching right now, maybe they can start a podcast. You don't need a lot. You need a computer. You don't even have to have a fancy microphone, right? You can just have the microphone on the computer. You don't need a fancy camera or anything. So there's one good thing about what's happened in the past couple of years is that more and more people have become internet reporters and, and journalists and digital journalists. And I think, you know, that's a good thing. When I was growing up, there were three television channels. I'm 60 years old. So I had ABC, NBC, and CBS. That's it. Once in a while, we get in, if we move the rabbit ears on the TV, <laughs> people know what those are. Um, we'd get PBS as well. But if you didn't like what was on, you'd stand up, get out of, out of the chair, walk over to the television and turn, turn the channel. It seemed like there were so many more interesting programs then than there are now. And it, it's time for other patriots to rise up. And, you know, God is calling us. Like you said, if, you know, if good people do nothing, nothing will, done, will be done. That's so true. And, you know, you were talking about open borders and trafficking, all of these huge things that are really the crisis at hand and really the pandemic. Um, you know, they're all coming to like the movie Sound of Freedom is coming out in two two weeks, if that. I think it's a little less than that. But it's a movie that's been, uh, you know, trying to be made for the past five years. Yeah. And uh, a lot of the left and a lot of, uh, you know, people that didn't want to believe such evil things could happen. And, uh, you know, that people don't kidnap kids in the middle of the night and take them across the border. Like, hello, unaccompanied minors. That's what that is. You know, children are being trafficked. Um, for my audience listening, um, if you guys don't know what the Sound of Freedom is, please go to the Angel Studios website. It's angelstudios.com forward slash freedom. Get your tickets because this movie is going to be eye-opening and they're allowing it on mainstream media now because it's coming out and they can't hide it anymore. And, you know, the Biden family, they have a lot to do with it. Um, and, you know, just more headlines are coming out trying to distract us from the, main, from the main events that are really going on. Um, and I think, like you said, more people are waking up now because it is being bombarded from independent um, independent media and podcasters. And now people who are willing to put their neck out on the line, like Jim Caviezel and Tim Ballard, willing to do all of these great things to, you know, save our next generation. Absolutely. I've seen the movie. I saw an advanced copy. And I... Oh no. This movie about child trafficking tastefully, and they do. It's very tastefully done. It's very well done. It's an amazing movie. I too recommend everybody see it. And uh, I think that the more people are talking about this, the more that we can recognize what was going on. Years ago, I remember when I was, well, my, my book that came out, Killer House, it's, it's about how I was exposed to toxic mold and got sick and almost died. One of the symptoms that I had constantly for years was terrible migraines. And I took all kinds of medication for it. And I, in my book, I talk about ways to recognize, remediate, and recover from toxic mold. But interestingly, I found out that 
McDonald's Coca-Cola would help with my migraines. So years ago, I'll never forget, I went to McDonald's to get a Coke and I came out and I saw this little girl sitting in the front seat of a car and there was an older gentleman, didn't look like he was related to her at all. And I just wanted to say, honey, are you okay? Are you, are you all right? And I never got the chance to, and now seeing sound of freedom and knowing what I know, it just, it breaks my heart that more people aren't recognizing child trafficking. And I want to encourage everybody. If you see something, say something I should have. And from now on, I will, I'd rather be called out. No, 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 no. This is, this is my grandpa or whatever. Then have it go to the next level. And especially in Texas where I live, I just heard a report that the majority of uh, demographics in Texas, Texas are Hispanic. So we are now Caucasians are in the minority in Texas. And I think we're going to see that, you know, more and more because um, I've read reports, you know, all of these immigrants, they come through the borders and then they're shipped off to all these other cities. Cincinnati is a sanctuary city and I'm outside. I'm a suburb of Cincinnati, but there are tons all over the country. And, you know, that's you're absolutely right. Caucasians are becoming um, more and more of a minority. And that's the truth. Uh, you know, why we're speaking about minorities and we've already talked about the spiritual warfare of this christians are also being targeted so you know being a caucasian and a christian you know it's like your head is always constantly on the chopping block and they're always coming after you absolutely i'm banned permanently banned on twitter suspended permanently suspended I started uh, in 2020, obviously, I started speaking out a little bit about this, but I don't swear on social media. And I, I may have used the word hydroxychloroquine, but I knew I could sense that the, the, the air was tense about hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. But I talked about getting good old-fashioned vitamin D sunshine. I've been a fitness instructor since 1980. And I was once named Detroit's most physical female. So I wanted to share with people what I do to get healthy because who wants to go to the doctor these days? Right. And I think that led to me getting banned. But one day I posted in 2021, July of 2021, I posted, there's a, there's a song. I, I, I'm not a singer, but I don't even know who does it, but what you doing? Where are you at? Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't even, okay. So I, I, it's six seconds long. I had a phone up to my head and I was saying, like lip syncing that. And the text was calling president Trump to ask when he's coming back. Boom. Next day I wake up, I'm banned, permanently suspended. I have appealed it dozens of times, even with Elon now at the helm can't get on. They won't even, they won't even listen to me. But the other reason I was going to say, not only because of my health uh, proponents, I, I'm a huge proponent of, of natural health, natural living, but I'm on an 80, 20 diet and lifestyle, 80% of what I do. And what I eat is super clean and healthy. 20%. I like cupcakes, and Fritos, <laughs> you know, but the other, uh, the other portion of that is my faith. I'm more outspoken about my faith than my husband, Ted is. And a lot of people are. And 
I think that's why I'm banned and Ted is not. Yeah. And, you know, and they're coming after everything. And, you know, you just did mention Twitter. Um, I have a couple other people that I listen to who are also big podcasters in the, you know, this kind of um, network or community, Mike Adams being one of them. And he's still banned on Twitter. He's said that he's taken action like on his behalf to uh, try and get back on and he's still not on. So I have my own thoughts about Elon and what he's really doing and like his role in all of this. Um, but that's not for now. I really want to get into your book and okay. your journey and how it started and how you're helping so many people find out, you know, if they do have chronic illnesses, it might not be uh, what the doctors say. It might be uh, your own home that is killing you. So can we go ahead and jump gears to that? I'd love to. I would love to talk about that because I am 150% positive. My book, Killer House, will change your life. My story is I was once named Detroit's most physical female and I was super healthy. I had my own aerobic studio. I was teaching 15 high intensity aerobics classes per week, but it got to the point where I started getting shortness of breath and I had these debilitating migraines and I was popping medication for my migraines and I teach a class. Meanwhile, my husband, Ted Nugent going on tour, I was going on a doctor tour, trying to find a doctor that could help me. I don't think that we are supposed to be taking so much medication. And back then when I was in my early forties, you know, I was, I think at the, the peak of my fitness career and being able to help people. And yet it got to the point, Courtney, where I could barely walk up a flight of stairs and I knew something was wrong, but these doctors, there was one doctor who actually told me, maybe you're too healthy. Maybe you need to go to McDonald's and eat a Whopper or <laughs> is that Burger King? I'm not sure. But, you know, he, there are a lot of doctors that are, there are some doctors that are good. There are many who are just regurgitating what they learn in medical school. And that's not a lot about toxic mold. And long story short, I go into great detail about it. My book is written kind of like a novel because it's there's a lot of technical terms like stachybotrys, cladosporium, and things that might just go over your head. So I, I wrote the book in a way so that you could follow along my journey with me I wrote some personal stories too of what happened to me. And the reason I did that is because if you're in a situation where somebody says something to you and it just hurts your feelings, or you have a loss of a job or loss of a loved one or something that like that, it affects you physically. You feel right. like a gut, gut punch. I'm imagining this David hit me in the gut, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but it affects you phys physically, our emotions do. So I talked about that and the, my emotional state at the time that I was sick was not good because of these other things that happened in my life. And it got to the point, I'll be honest with you, where, you know, if you're not feeling good and I'm trying all this different medication, all these different doctors and nobody could help me, I'm, I wrote this in my book. There was even a time, Courtney, when I, contemplated suicide. Like if life, if this is it, if this is as good as it gets right. and I'm popping medication where one of the side effects is death. And I, I couldn't, I didn't have a good quality of life. 
I honestly think I would have considered it, but I had a young son to take care of. Thank goodness I had to make his peanut butter and peanut butter and jelly sandwich and take him to school and do his homework with them. And that saved my life. But I want to share this information with other people who are perhaps enduring the same thing. They're not getting any answers to their health problems. Maybe they have a sore throat. Maybe they have headaches or migraines or runny nose or bloody nose or joint pain or insomnia, fibromyalgia, even cancer. All of those things can be caused by toxic mold. And I go into a lot of detail in my book of how you can recognize the signs, remediate not only your home, but your body and recover from it. I mean, I'm living proof. I could barely walk up a flight of stairs if my life depended on it. I had four different types of mold in my bloodstream. And I was also diagnosed with having pre-emphysema and I don't smoke. So I, I also share with you the natural alternatives or now they call it functional medicine that I use to heal myself and my family. You guys, it really is so important. Um, I agree with what you were saying. You know, we're not made to take 10, 11, 12 uh, medications just to stay healthy. I think that that statement kind of contradicts itself. Um, so natural medicine is huge. And you go into that um, in your book, correct? Yes, absolutely. And, and I, I go a couple of steps further, not just about what you eat and how you exercise, which I, you know, the, I've been a fitness instructor for a long time. And, and honestly, with the pandemic, I gained weight. And of course, now I'm 60. There is something to menopause. That's a whole nother story. But I realized, wow, you know, nobody's going to the gym. They asked me to come back, but they shut the gym down obviously during the pandemic, I think all gyms were shut down for a time, for a period of time. But then when they invited me to come back and teach, they said, but you have to wear a mask while you're teaching. N no, no, I'm not going to do that. So I did go back, oh, a year ago or so. And I've been uh, teaching, but I think it's more important. This is a, my book is a mind, body, spirit approach to healing because if you're breathing toxic air, whether it's mold between the walls, like we had in our, our dream house, this was on, our house was featured on MTV Cribs. If you Google MTV Cribs, Nugent, Ted Nugent home, that home is no longer there. Right now, I'm in a 700 square foot log cabin where that home used to be. We demolished the whole house and we built this little log cabin. I'm in the attic. <laughs> can't live in the dream life, but that's why I'm sharing this with you. But the other thing is I go a step further in your health. And I talk about chemicals in your food, food dyes, uh, monosodium glutamate, which you should never go near uh, sweet and low and things like that. But also getting rid of downy fabric softener, glade plug-in air fresheners, potpourri, chemical scents, you know, that new car smell that you smell when you have a new car, those are chemicals that are off gassing from leather and from the treatment of the leather. Right. And you're breathing that in. That's going to cause headaches, sore throat, upper respiratory illness. And in the problem with these types of illnesses and the type of illness that I had mold illness, 
is that it's not like you break your arm and you go, wow, my bone is sticking out of my, my arm. I got to go get that reset. Women, especially, I think we make excuses for, oh, you know, I, I'm just stressed. I don't feel good today. I'm just stressed. I'm tired because I didn't sleep good because I'm stressed about this project or I need to help so-and-so as an empath. You understand how that is. We put the needs of everyone else before ourselves. Not saying guys don't do that, but typically more women do. And I think it's really important. The main thing that I have learned from getting sick and almost dying, from having a life-threatening illness, is boundaries. I have to take care of myself every day. I work out, not like David does, but I carve time out for myself. I am not available for at least a half an hour every day. Sometimes I get lucky and I can go an hour, maybe even an hour and a half, but most of the time it's about five days a week for 30 minutes. And I do, and I I lay this out in my book. I, I mix it up because I don't know how in depth you want to get about this, but, you know, we have to strike our muscles in a different way in order to achieve the next level of fitness. God created us with this amazing ability to adapt to physical stress and emotional stress as well. So let's say you start running and you're running and like the first two weeks you're going, wow, you know, I, I lost a pant size. I feel great. But then the next couple of weeks, you're not losing weight and you're, you know, you're wondering why. We, that's called the adaptation, physical adaptation principle where we adapt to physical stress. So we need to kind of mix it up, do HIT high intensity interval training. We need to increase the intensity, the duration or the frequency with which we work out. And I go through all of those things in my book as well. You know, and it's, it's such important to, uh, you know, really do realize that it is you know, a three-part thing, spiritual, mentally, emotionally, physically, they all impact each other. And, you know, boundaries, there are boundaries in so many different ways. And that's another thing, you know, I know that you've spoken out since being censored, and now you speak out in other ways, but standing strong in your boundaries and not letting people belittle you for what you believe in or how you believe, it really does impact you. You know, you're, if you are strong in what you say and what you believe, then you have a strong mentality. If you have a strong mentality, you know, you can go, you can push your body that extra step, or you can, you know, limit yourself and uh, um, balance, you know, what you eat, you know, what you don't eat. And like you said, staying away from all the things that are toxic. And it's hard because it's in everything, the food dyes and the additives that are in uh, not only what we eat and drink, but, you know, now like you said, it's that, that smell that, you know, people are like, yeah. oh, that's a new car smell. And people are conditioned to think that your house isn't clean unless you smell, you know, the bleach smell or all these yeah. other harsh and toxic chemicals. And there's a community, I know you're part of it too, that has gotten completely away from all of that. Um, and, you know, just by uh, your environment has such an impact on you as well. Um, you need to create a, a space that you are comfortable in, that you can live in. And it, it all connects back to, you know, the, the air in your house that can be killing yeah. you. Yeah, that's uh, the subtitle of my book. Killer House is the air in your home killing you. And, you know, what I want to touch on, on something that you said, you definitely, 
it's difficult to have discipline. I, I'll be honest with you. That's why I want to put it out there. I'll never forget as a fitness instructor, you know, people probably thought, oh, I only eat perfectly all the time. And I'll never forget one of my students came up to me. I was having dinner, having dessert after dinner one time with my family. And she, she walked by and she goes, I see you with that chocolate cake. But I think life is meant to be worth living and enjoying. And, and again, I follow the 80-20 rule. 80% of what I eat is super healthy. 20%. I normally don't eat bread. I'm more uh, on a ketogenic or uh, paleo diet. But the other day we went to this restaurant that was famous for, for its bread. I, I can't remember the last time I had bread. Like a year, but I had a piece of that bread. <laughs> was it the best you've ever tasted? <laughs> uh, it just makes you appreciate it so much more. But you know, there I also lay out some things that you could do to swap. Like, okay, if you want to have the chocolate cake, if you go to a place and or you at a birthday party and somebody's having cake and you want that cake, don't have the bread, don't have the pasta, don't have the mashed potatoes with the gravy and you know, things like that. So you can also swap. You can still have everything, all the foods that you love to have, but just in moderation. Right. And it, it is all about balance in every aspect of your life. And, um, you know, the sooner that people realize that they're better off, you know, better off in all realms, in all corners. Um, Shemaine, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I really appreciate your time. Where can people find your book? So my book is number one in two different categories on Amazon right now. It's available on Amazon. It's the only place that's available right now. But uh, if you also want to find out more about me and what I do, I have some healthy living programs, some that are free, some that I'm working towards getting a, a community and putting out workout videos every week. I've got a bunch out there, but you could go to my website, shemainenugent.rocks, R-O-C-K-S. And I'm also on Instagram and Facebook, not on Twitter, wah, wah. but <laughs> Shemaine Nugent on Instagram and shemaine.nugent on Facebook. Look for the blue check. And your community, it's called Wildly Well. I forgot to mention that earlier, but that is that, that, that's what you're talking about? Yes. Um, I'm, I'm actually taking it a step further. The wildly well community is, is going to grow and it's going to be, I, I, am I want to elevate it so that we're going to have interviews with people. I want to welcome everybody, but I want to make sure that not only you're a right fit for our community, but we are a right fit for what your goals are. So I have a, a few people, team members that will be available to take, to talk to you for 15 minutes and see, you know, if this is the perfect fit for you and how we can help you reach your goals. That's amazing. And, you know, it's women helping women, just people helping people become a better version of themselves. And if you are better than you were yesterday, then you're on the right path. And, uh, um, you know, it's really important in this day and age, just because we do have everything coming at us, you know, the medical stuff that we didn't really get to get into, um, the, you know, the food at the grocery store and everything. And you really do have to take care of yourself. Um, 
And uh, I encourage everybody to go to Amazon and buy Shemaine's book. I'll put the links in uh, the description below or on the screen right now. Go follow her on all the social medias. Um, she has a lot to say and something really fast because I know you're limited for time. Something that I kind of giggled at in one of your prior interviews is that you were actually the one to red pill Ted, which I think that's so funny because now he's like one of the yeah. <laughs> most no. outspoken. So I've learned a lot from him. Obviously he's so outspoken. And when we met 34, 35 years ago, almost, he was outspoken about hunting and gun rights. And I remember his management company, his record company would say, when you do interviews, radio interviews, don't talk about guns. And he's like, oh well, no, through that. So yeah. I've learned a lot from him. And as I said, I've learned to have, I've learned how to have boundaries. You know, there are going to be people that hate you for what you say, you might as well give them a reason to hate you for. Right. And then you find out who's on your team and you elevate those people. And that's what I want to do too. But yeah, I've, I went down the rabbit hole pretty deep and that's how I met David Rodriguez. And, and, and he kept telling me, I think we, we first got connected in 2020 and he kept telling me, you got to meet my sister. You got to meet my sister. And I think it was just this past year that she and I, he put us in touch and we we're like, almost besties. We talk every day, uh, you know, either talk or leave each other voice messages. So I'm so jealous because she's on vacation now. I know. Like, oh, she was uh, for me, you know, sharing all the pictures. <laughs> they went swimming with the dolphins. I think I saw her and her family do earlier today. I'm like, oh my gosh, that'd be so much fun. And it's like rainy here in Ohio and you know, not fun. <laughs> well, good for her. But yes, I have enlightened Ted about, he was already there most of the way, always been a Republican, always been a conservative, second amendment proponent, first amendment proponent, and very, you know, constitutional bill of rights. He's very much on the side of law. And I took it a step further and started sharing some information about the child trafficking, about the, the things that I heard about, and, you know, chemtrails and things that people say that we're conspiracy theorists right. about, you know? Um, no, we're just right. My pronouns, I, I posted like last year or something when all this was coming out about LGBT, LGBTQRS, whatever. <laughs> My pronouns are, I was right. I love it. That's funny. You know, it, they have their pronouns listed on like Instagram and Twitter now. On my Facebook, my pronouns are ultra MAGA. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and yeah, we, you know, it's going to be exciting and interesting. Scary times. Everybody be prepared. Go out and get extra food, water and supplies, batteries and all that stuff. And you know, if nothing happens, if there's no grid shutdown, at least you have extra batteries, right? Yeah, water. that's absolutely right. And, you know, adding to that list and you just mentioned um, your second amendment, right? So you guys need to go stock up on your ammo. Um, something that my husband and I do for fun. We go shooting. There's a range just down the uh, road from us. And that's like our date night. Um, you know, some you. people kind of look at us like, oh, that's weird. You go shoot targets for dates. Like, yeah, that's fun. I would love to learn how to hunt. And I want to get your, the cookbook, the grill, kill it and grill it. I think that would be yeah. fun. Eventually, you know, I live in the suburbs. We can't really do much hunting around here. But eventually one day, I think that would be so much fun, you know, just to learn how to do. I'm a bow hunter and I've never been more proud. Used to be where a couple of years ago, 
I, I posted something of, I, I don't normally post photos of me with a white tailed deer, you know, or something. And I get some negative feedback and now I'm, I'm, I'm proud after the pandemic and people were like scrambling for food. And now we know our grocery store shelves are more and more bare. I'm, I'm so proud to be a hunter. Our venison is not fed up with chemicals and steroids and we know where it came from and we don't waste food. So we're more appreciative because we know I, as a bow hunter, I have to be able to sit in the woods. I have to be 20 yards from a deer and I have to, in 20 yards, you know how wary they are. I have to be able to do this. Right. You know, it's, it's very difficult. It's very difficult. So go out and get a bow, go to an archery shop. Don't ever, ever, ever let somebody tell you, you need a 50 or 60 pound bow. Tell them I use a 30 pound bow. I've killed 900 pound similar to horn oryx, zebra, white tailed deer, fallow deer, owdad, black buck antelope, so many. We just have to, I have to be a better shot. I mean, I'm not bragging, but you know, a lot of gun hunters, they'll shoot right through, you know, the bone. And right. I, I can't do that. I have to wait till it's like, okay, God, cue the animal. It doesn't happen <laughs> that way. I have to wait till they walk broadside. And they do this. Yep. And then do that <laughs> quarter, quarter in a way. So yeah, it's, it's fun and it's, it's peaceful. It's graceful. And yeah, it, I think we would all be a lot healthier if we were in charge of procure, procuring our own sustenance. So go, find a local archery shop and go pick up a bow. Kids bow to start with is a good one. Uh, just a, a gentle bow that you can pull back. If you can't pull it back, tell them, no, I want one I can pull back. Again, don't let them tell you you need a, a huge, heavy bow. And, you know, another thing just to add to that list, um, something that a lot of people, while we were distracted with the submarine or the um, Hunter Biden case, the U.S. just approved lab-grown meat. So, you know, who knows what they're injecting in the meat that's already on our shelf, and now oh. they're going to synthetically grow it. Um, you know, there's a, an attack against our farmers and their farmland and the uh, um, U.S. Department of Agriculture has uh, given money or has tried to give money to all these farmers for them to burn their crops or for them not yes. to grow. And it only yes. makes you kind of question why. And I think now that, you know, more and more is coming out and we're seeing because they want to control what we eat and how we eat to, uh, you know, uh, diminish our immune system even more. Yep. Italy has banned lab-grown meat. Why are we having it here? And why are we letting the computer guy tell us what to eat? Right, yeah. <laughs> Isn't Bill Gates in computers? Since when is he our health? Have you seen him? I mean, he's not he's not in the best of shape, you right. know? So, and, and yeah, I know I we could go on and on. We have a similar view on so many things. Oh, yeah. But, I, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for inviting me and allowing me to talk with your audience. I really appreciate it. And thank you so much. You are always welcomed on. Again, I feel like we could have discussions on so many different topics. Um, thank you so much for joining me. Audience, please go buy her book, all of her books. You, you're going to want to read them. Um, you guys, thanks for tuning into this episode. Please make sure that you subscribe on the platforms below. Follow me on Telegram, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Truth Social. I'll post all those as well, too. 
Um, you guys have a wonderful day. God bless you. God bless this country and together are Patriots strong. Thanks for tuning in. God bless.